When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Live Free Creative, the podcast that provides inspiration and ideas for living a creative, adventurous, and intentional lifestyle. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I hope that each time you listen, you feel a little bit more free to live your life exactly the way you want to live it. Hello, my friends. Happy New Year. Happy 2021. It feels good to be on the other side of that milestone, doesn't it? Even though not very much about life has changed. In fact, we jumped back into homeschool today and I realized that a lot about my life right now is going to look and feel exactly the same as it did three weeks ago before the holidays, and that's okay. I luckily really enjoy my life, and I hope that you are in a place that you really enjoy your daily life as well. Today's episode and this month, we're going to focus on some things that can help bring a little bit of ease and peace into that daily life. This is episode number 126, Routines, Rituals, and Rhythms. In January of 2020, last year, I did a whole month of back to the basics. We talked about nutrition, exercise, stress, and sleep. It was a really popular series, and I'm going to relink all of those episodes in the show notes of this episode if you want a refresher on some of those basic things, how to reduce your stress, how to get more sleep, how to eat well, and how to move your body more often. Those episodes will be great for you. This month, 2021, January, New Year, I'm going to do something a little bit similar and a little different, a new twist. I want to focus on how to add some routines, rituals, and rhythms into our life in a really meaningful way. So this month's focus is less about a whole lifestyle shift and setting a bunch of big goals and more about making those small, intricate changes that really align you with the circumstance that you're in, with the energy that you're in, and bring a lot of ease and simplification into your life. I've been experimenting with this on my own in my life, and I have felt like a deep sigh, a deep, full breath come into my life as I've tried not to push through big accomplishments and rather focus in on some subtle, really fairly simple adjustments to a life that is already in progress. You know, we've we're adults. Most of you listening to the show are adults. You've been working your whole life on setting things up to be successful, to feel good, to be healthy. And I don't want to throw all of that out by proposing a whole new plan every single year. I want to uh, figure out where I can make a small change 
that will bring a big lasting benefit. So today I want to talk through routines, rituals, and rhythms. But first, let's start with a quick segment. This is a little magical adventure moment. For our 11th anniversary, Dave and I took a long-anticipated trip to Kauai. We had so much fun and really enjoyed our week. We look back on it with such fond memories, especially this last year when we have been domestic travel-bound. I was just thinking the other day about this one hike that we did that we had heard about from someone at a restaurant. We asked one of the local servers at a restaurant about where we could go and see a fun waterfall that would be off the beaten path. And they recommended this hike where the trailhead started in the middle of a neighborhood. We parked next to a uh, someone's house and there were a couple other cars parked there. We ventured a little bit ahead and found the trailhead. I don't remember the name of this, but I will find it for you and make sure it's in the show notes so that if you get to Kauai sometime soon, you can go on this really fun hike. We hiked, we saw the trailhead, so we followed it along as a pretty muddy, you know, jungle feeling hike. And we passed a couple people going in. We got to a point where there was a really great waterfall and there were a bunch of teenagers jumping off of the waterfall, cliff jumping down into the pool below. It was Looked like so much fun for them and made me a little bit nervous. My mom's side came out as I wondered, where are these kids' parents and are they okay with them jumping off this waterfall? We had heard from the server that there was not only a waterfall, but there was a rope swing that we could play with when we were down on this hike. And so we figured we must go a little further. Now, once we passed this first main waterfall, there was no one else on the trail and the trail got a little windy and weird. We got to a point where we could see another second waterfall below and a pool and we had to just figure out how to scramble down there were a couple different what looked like maybe an animal had gone down or you know maybe there were some people who had slid down this hill so we hung onto the vines and let our feet just sort of slide along the mud all the way down the hillside and after a few minutes of sliding and mudding we ended up down at the second pool there was a much more subtle waterfall that kind of fell over the rocks down to this big pool and there hanging across the pool was a rope swing tied into a tree. The water was slightly murky as you know an island river tends to be. We couldn't see to the bottom. We didn't know how deep it was or if there were fish in there and so we very tentatively sort of started to paddle, wade across. We got down to where the rope swing would likely drop us and took turns sort of bobbing to see if we could touch the bottom and when neither of us could touch the bottom we recognized this would be a spot that we felt comfortable swinging out on this island rope swing into the middle of the pool. There was no one else there. It was just Dave and me and this rope swing and this waterfall and the beautiful island weather. And we climbed up on the opposite bank and took turns handing each other the rope swing and careening out and twisting off and splashing as we landed in the water. I had my iPhone in one of those cheap rubber waterproof containers with like a shoelace tied onto it so that I could take some video and take pictures of us swinging out and flipping over and splashing into the pool. We knew our kids would love it and there was something really fun about being adults on this trip together by ourselves just playing and having fun and being silly and just laughing together in what became sort of a secret spot for us for that afternoon. 
Earlier this summer, I took my kids to a spot on the James River called Pony Pastures, where the water is shallow, there's a bunch of rocks, it's a really gentle current, and we could just lounge and play. And my kids learned to run and slide along the mossy rocks, sort of like skid surf into the water. Watching them laugh and play in this natural river right here five minutes from my house reminded me of such fun that Dave and I had had all the way across the world in Hawaii. And it helped me realize how much fun and magic and adventure can exist right around us if we're looking for it. That said, I'm already counting the days until Dave and I can make it back there to that same hike and that same rope swing to twist and spin once more. That, my friends, is today's magical adventure moment. Especially in a year like last year and maybe the beginning part of this year where we haven't done a lot of traveling and exploring outside of home, it feels really fun to remember some of those beautiful times. (laughs) Look forward to them again in the future. Let's dig into talking about routines, rituals, and rhythms. What comes to mind when I even say those words, routines, rituals, and rhythms? Doesn't that feel different than if I say goals, resolutions, or milestones? I feel like maybe one of the differences for me is that routines and rituals and rhythms all feel like things that are ongoing, that they didn't begin now and end later. There's something that you can You probably already have some in place. There's things that you might not even recognize as being part of your regular routines. We all operate most of our lives on autopilot. That's the way that our brains are built. In order for us to really understand what's important, our brain has to take most of our life and just put it in the background. That's why we have reflexes. That's how we, you know, get in the car and drive to the school without even remembering how we got there because we do it so often. Our mind just has these pathways. One of the things that I want to focus on this year for myself and that I've been working on over the last year or two already is becoming aware of what those pathways are and then making the small tweaks necessary to bring even more ease into the rhythm itself and the routine itself and also to make sure that I'm headed for the outcome that I desire because sometimes when we're on autopilot we just go where we have gone rather than recognizing if we want to go somewhere different or we want something to feel a little different that we're going to have to make an adjustment in there some way in that pathway. I'm going to talk about routines and rituals and rhythms a little bit all separately because While they have some similarities, I think that the distinctions are important. I'm going to start with routines. A routine is something that you are able to do in a habit with ease. It's something that just happens. Once you kind of set it up, it can go on autopilot. It helps things to feel automatic in your life, which is a huge benefit. If you can set yourself up on some positive routines, you're going to feel like your life is so much easier. When I think about the word routine, one of the first things that comes to mind is that I grew up as a dancer. I was on dance company. I was on the drill team. I had lots and lots of different routines growing up. And still to this day, a song might come on in the grocery store, on the radio, and my body will want to do the dance moves that I knew that were the routine that went along with that song when I was in junior high and high school. 20 years ago, 
that's how strong some of these muscle memory pathways are that the song comes on and I just start to do these moves. And it's so funny if I ever happen to be, it doesn't happen very often, but if I happen to be with an old friend who was on one of these dance teams with me and we play a song or one of those songs comes on, how funny that it's the same for for them, that we'll look, you know, from across the room can start doing these <laughs> these dance routines because they're so automatic. Now imagine the things in your life that you brush up against all the time with friction that feel like, I wish that this was automatic. This is so, you know, kind of annoying that I have to do these things and that feels like a lot of work over and over and over again. Imagine if you could turn on a routine, make an adjustment so that it feels more automatic and you create some simplicity and ease so that some of the things in your life that don't require novelty, that don't require a lot of creative energy, that some of those things can just begin to operate almost in the background. Now, just because something is created into a routine doesn't mean it doesn't take any effort. Every single time I did one of those dances as a dance team member, it was exertion. It was a lot of energy I was spending. I was, uh, you know, moving my muscles, using my body, breathing hard, raising my heart rate. There was a lot of effort put in. But the effort was in the accomplishment of the task, not in the figuring out what to do. I think sometimes we get this idea that if we have habits or we have things set up in routines, that then they will be completely effortless. And that's not true. The effort, you know, the actual energy that it takes to accomplish a thing will still be there unless you have a robot that does it for you because then that won't take any of your energy. But if you are the one making dinner or doing the laundry or, you know, cleaning up the house or uh, going on the hike, that's actual energy that you have to use. Where we can take away a lot of the friction is in the choices, in the figuring out what comes next, and in the motivation that you need in order to begin the routine itself. You can get to a place where you turn on the music and your body knows what to do. One of the areas where I feel like I've done a really, I'm really proud of the job that I've done in my own home with creating a routine to reduce all of that motivation and friction is with our meal times. I've talked before, I have an episode all about my minimal meal plan. I have been using some version of the same idea of choosing meals and putting them on repeat for years, since about 2014 or 2015. It has worked so well for our family, that's why we continue to do it. If you want to listen to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. I also have a very inexpensive and short Uh, seven days seven dinners e-course all about simplifying your family's meal plan and it comes with the worksheets to get your family involved it's really fun I, I also use some of my background as a diabetes and nutrition educator and share some basic nutrition facts how to put together a healthy meal uh, in that course so that will all be linked in the show notes what I've done for my family this year that's a little different we just redid our every three or four months we redo our minimal meal plan new meals to put on repeat and this time not only did I create all of the meals but I added all of the ingredients into a weekly grocery shopping list on a grocery pickup now this may feel like oh yeah I already do that I really like to grocery shop 
<laughs> I know that I'm probably in the minority. I love shopping at the farmer's market. I love going to Trader Joe's. I love walking around Costco and smelling the produce and seeing all the cool things. Like I really like grocery shopping. This year in particular, I've noticed how much additional friction it causes because my time is so different. I don't have full days that my kids are in school. I, you know, it's kind of a hassle to go in and out of the grocery store. So rather than trying to keep up my regular grocery shopping routine, I decided to just get our meal set and input that entire weekly grocery shopping list into a grocery pickup service. And I can just click it just like one click, the whole list populates. With a quick glance, I can see if we need to add something or take something away. I am keeping a little list in my golden coil. I have a place to write grocery things. So if I run out of something that isn't already on that list as a weekly grocery shopping thing, then I can add it. But for the most part, this is gonna be like a one-stop shop click. Dave is gonna pick up the groceries once a week for me. So this just tiny adjustment to the routine already has made such a difference. Now, this is just like one, I mean, this is a couple days ago that I got started with this. I know that the meal planning works for us. We've been using that for years. So I know that having the same delicious meals that our family loves and having those on repeat is already going to work. Taking it one step further and importing all of that so that the grocery shopping is no longer part of my routine and I don't even have to think about it. I know automatically that everything will be in the house when I need it is fantastic. And I kind of took it one step further because I had a little bit of extra energy and time over the weekend and I knew what my meals were and we already had all of the groceries for the meals for the week. I went ahead and prepped three full meals for this upcoming week. One of them used the Instant Pot so I could toss all the ingredients in there and have it ready to go. The other one, I could do prep of the different ingredients. And so when it comes to uh, Tuesday when we're going to have this meal, then I will just assemble. It'll be so much easier. So right now in my fridge, and I know some people do this like clockwork and this is, you know, they prep their whole month's worth of meals like in one day. I am so excited to, to take an already easy plan of my minimal meal plan and make it just a little bit easier where my routine will be to just create that ease, that I know what I'm making, I know I have all ingredients, and I also know that half of the work has been done for me because on a day that I had a little bit more time and energy, I did the prep work ahead and gave my future self the gift of having the meals even easier than they were going to be. Another example of a routine that has felt really good that I'm excited to kind of get back into right now is homeschool. Now, I know not everyone homeschools, but I'm sure that there's some parts of your schedule that just need to be similar day after day and that if you would take the guesswork out of it and just make a decision about what the schedule is for yourself, that that would feel really good because it would feel like relief. I designed a homeschool schedule as we began and One thing that's fun to note is that I'm just making this stuff up. Like I am not a a certified elementary educator. Uh, No one said this is the way that it has to be. And I think sometimes we forget in when we're building our own personal routines that there isn't a specific way it's supposed to happen. It's just up to you. And the most important piece of creating a routine is the decision that you make to put something into a routine rather than saying, oh, I'll just decide later or we'll see how it goes, saying, oh, I'm just going to make this decision and this is the way it's going to go as default. And if I want to adjust and be flexible with it later, then that's great. But at least I know 
what the default plan is. That's been the beauty of our homeschool routine that we're just getting back into after the holidays. We know when we begin, we know what the order of the lessons are, and if we choose to deviate from it or take a day off or start late one day, that's great. But as a baseline, my kids know this is when we begin, this is how it goes. We start with a walk, we do our morning journal pages, then we move into reading. Everyone knows kind of what's happening. It takes all of that activation and and motivation energy away and allows such ease. Now, like I said, the effort is still there. We're still adding energy. We're still actually having to sit down and work and learn and study together and play together. and, And it's so fun. And it does still take energy. It does not take near the amount of energy as it would to make a new decision every single time we sat down to do it. I know some people love having a morning routine. Uh, We're going to talk later in this month about a bedtime routine. Some of the things that you want to do in your life on a regular basis that you don't yet do, think about how you can make a decision now to set in motion a routine so that after a few weeks or months of doing it regularly, it becomes second nature. It becomes simply the way that you do things. And what a what a relief that is to have some of the things that are important to you that you want to be part of your regular life already added in. For me, 2020 feels much more like a year of routines than it does of conquering massive singular goals. It's about encouraging ease and peace in my daily life uh, on the micro level and as I do that knowing that uh, any of the bigger things that I want to do will be so much more fun and so much simpler because I have a baseline of a life that feels like it flows really well okay so let's move into talking about rituals What types of rituals do you have in your life? I love this word. I was just talking to one of my creative mentees. I do a creative mentorship program. There are a couple spots available. If you're interested, you can look that up uh, on Patreon. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a monthly coaching practice where I help people with their creative projects. Uh, A lot of them are entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's just lifestyle and and helping people just kind of one-on-one get a handle on the things that they want to do and live their best life. And I was talking to one of my clients And she asked about rituals. And we realized that this is the word that means doing something with meaning. It's not only about accomplishing something specific, but doing it in a way that brings that emotion and that meaning and that depth to it. A lot of people, for example, drink a cup of coffee in the morning. I don't drink coffee, but I do drink Perk Energy, which I've talked about, and I love it. I realized that in the last six months that my morning cup of Perk, my my hot caffeinated beverage in the morning, feels like a ritual now because I've added some meaning to it. Not only do I, you know, I heat up the water and my tea kettle whistles and I have my little mug and I put my Perk in it and I buzz it up with the little frother and then... I have that mug in my hand or or nearby me for the next 20 or 30 minutes, sometimes a little bit longer than that. And that time is my time to ease into the day. I feel like I created a ritual around this morning mug 
because I, I needed a little bit of breathing room, I needed a little bit of space in the morning for myself and my own thoughts. Uh, this is a time that I don't scroll my phone. I usually am either doing a journal practice or sometimes I'm just sitting looking out the window in a little meditation. Uh, having that ritual of a morning hot beverage and the time that accompanies it, that kind of surrounds it for me, that's my time. It feels like a mom moment that has added just a a measure of joy and peace that wasn't there before. I didn't have like an anchored, I mean, I ate breakfast and stuff like that, but having something really simple like that of every day, I mean, I travel with my mug now, like (laughs) I'm one of those crazy people. It feels so good. And I used to watch these Instagram videos of people like preparing their morning cup of coffee. And I would think, gosh, what an interesting ritual that they have of, you know, doing these things in order and the way that they pour and all of this stuff. And uh, whether or not you drink coffee is totally beside the point. It's about the meaning and taking a moment to really enjoy something. You can create a ritual out of anything by adding a level of meaning and intention to it. It may be a morning prayer or meditation practice. It may be a journal practice. It may be your exercise routine. If you add a level of intention and depth and meaning to it so that you don't do it uh, and feel neutral, that as you do it, as you perform this ritual and even think of it as a ritual, that that simple addition of depth invites a level of love and peace and self-care and awareness that doesn't exist without the intention. I think taking something from just doing the action to acknowledging it as a ritual, acknowledging the meaning that you want it to have in your life and the way that you want to feel and sort of surrounding it with all of that meaning and that love, that's when it turns into a ritual, turns into something that then can add such depth to your life. We often think of rituals as being religious and they're definitely, I mean, most religions have many rituals that are part of the practice, lighting candles or kneeling and praying a certain way or uh, clothing that's worn. There's all different types of rites and rituals that are part of religious practice. Now think of how you could do any of those things outside of the practice. You know, people light candles all the time without any meaning, just like to, you know, have a nice dinner or to, to have the room smell good or, or or if the power goes out, you light a candle. When you take away the meaning, it's just an action. Now, I think you can reverse engineer that in your own life and add meaning to something that was just an action in order to create the feeling that you want and to create that intention, that depth of emotion. My goal right now in my life isn't to do a lot of things. It's to feel a certain way. And the things that I do are to help me feel that way. And I think that's true for a lot of people, but maybe not everyone notices or acknowledges that. Like we think we want to do these things, but why? Why do we want to do it? Why do we want to get there? Because we think that we'll feel different. I'm trying to reverse engineer that a little bit and feel how I want to feel every day regardless of what I do or don't do or accomplish or don't accomplish, if I can do that, then the sky's the limit because there are no boundaries on what I have to do in order to feel differently or feel better. 
you may feel like I went off the deep end a little bit right there. (laughs) I don't think I explained myself very well. The point is that I think rituals have a unique ability to add meaning and intention to our lives when we decide that we want them to. So I want to invite you to consider what could you add to your routine or add to your life as a ritual that you want to 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 do and also how you want it to make you feel or consider something that you already do regularly and just add a level of meaning to it and and turn it into a ritual that feels even better that kind of heightens the emotion around it okay the last topic of today's episode is rhythm i love that word we were laughing the other day on instagram about words that you spell wrong all the time this is one of mine I don't know. Why are the M and the N so backwards all the time? Rhythm. <laughs> I'm going to, I guarantee in the show notes, it will be wrong before spell check changes it to right. What does rhythm mean? Rhythm is music's pattern in time. It's that regular beat that's repeated over and over again that you can kind of follow through. Some people are naturally very rhythmic. They can hear the beat of the music and they can move along with it. Some people don't have that same amount of rhythm. It's something that can be learned. I remember years ago when I was studying abroad in Cuernavaca, Mexico, I took a salsa dancing class. So twice a week I took the bus across town and I went into this little salsa studio. This is salsa dancing class in Mexico. This was like incredible dancers who are brought up from the time they're babies listening to this particular style of music and moving their bodies along with it. I was definitely one of the odd ones out. And I've always thought of myself as musical and as rhythmic. I, Like I mentioned earlier in the episode, I danced my whole life growing up on all these different dance teams. And here I am, 19 years old, in Mexico, feeling like I have seven left feet. I realized quickly in that class that one of my personal issues was that I want to lead. I tend to be marching to the beat of my own drum. I want to move when I want to move. I want to spin when I want to spin. And when you are dancing in tandem with a partner, or even when you're dancing alone with the music, if you go off on your own rhythm, then it doesn't look very coherent. Things don't really work very well. So moving in tandem with the rhythm, with the external energy of the music, with the partner, that is where you find that harmony and where everything starts to flow and look good and also feel really good. As I think about that, trying to move my body with the partner, with the rhythm of the music in a salsa dancing class, reminds me of sort of this same feeling that I get sometimes of wanting to live along with the rhythm of my life, the rhythm of my household, of my children, of the weather, of my relationship. And a lot of times we sort of push all of our circumstance aside in order to follow our schedule or do what we think we should be doing. One thing that I'm realizing more and more is the power of finding the natural rhythm of our circumstance, of our life, of our job, of our children in their particular ages that they're in, and allowing ourselves or setting ourselves up 
to move in tandem with that rhythm rather than constantly moving against it. I've talked about this in the past, a similar thing by using the words energy management and really trying to become aware of where our own personal energy is during the day and not trying to force ourselves to do really creative things during low energy times and trying to take advantage of those higher energy times to sort of use that motivation to push through. I realize with rhythm and the rhythm of our lives that we can't only be thinking about our own personal energy. That definitely comes into it. And, you know, I've talked a couple different times on the show about seasons and hormonal rhythms that happen throughout the month and becoming aware of those as well. I also like to think about my kids and my family, the weather, uh, just the general season of the year. I talked a lot about this in November with our planning episodes, but can you think of some ways in your life right now where you keep having the same friction because maybe you're trying to step outside of the beat. You're trying to move too quickly or move too slowly. Uh, That there's a rhythm, a natural rhythm of your life that you're constantly battling rather than finding a way to move with it. Everyone's life is going to look so different, but I'll just give you a couple examples from my life. Something that's been really nice with homeschool and with COVID has been slower mornings at home. And we are really lucky where we live, even when my kids do go to school in person, their school didn't start until after nine o'clock in the morning. So we have been able to, for the last three, four years, have really slow mornings compared to you know, years before that when we would be up and out the door by seven to get to preschool and regular school. It's been so nice to recognize that in our home and with my family, uh, getting up and having a little bit of time to just sort of relax and have a nice breakfast together and spend some time together and not having to hurry the kids to get their shoes on and get their backpacks packed and get out the door by this certain minute every single day, that has felt like a rhythm that I appreciate, that my kids don't move very quickly in the morning, that I, for example, this morning, I knew my kids would sleep until 7.30 or 8. And so I got up a couple hours early to get some work done on my own. And even that felt like I was moving in the rhythm of my lifestyle because the house was quiet. I had my little mug and was able to do a couple emails and get some work done before my kids opened their eyes. And it was just this really, a really beautiful, wonderful way to spend my morning where sometimes I I sleep in with the kids uh, understanding the what the rhythm of the day might feel like and just allowing some of that or planning to go along with that. Another thing, I mentioned the meal prep already, that when on the weekend I have more time and more energy because Dave is home, maybe we've been outside, you know, spending time hiking or doing something fun. And so I'm ready to like, I don't know, I feel like spending time outside always builds my energy. So I come home and I feel really good. We had all these fresh ingredients. I was kind of feeling motivated and excited. Rather than pausing that motivation, I allowed myself to move through that motivation and accomplish the meal prep for the week uh, because I I felt like that was sort of riding the wave of the rhythm of the weekend. And that has now set me up for having a really nice and a lot easier meal prep, you know, during this week. When I was buying my 
2021 calendars. I have a couple calendars. Uh, one at my office, a big giant Stendig calendar that I love. It's a ba- black and white huge calendar that I've had for many years and love it. I also have a great craft calendar that I keep all of our family activities and things on that is at home. And then I was on the website at Schoolhouse Electric and I saw a a lunar calendar where it has all of the phases of the moon for the whole year on this long strip. I'll I'll link it in the show notes if you're interested uh, in checking it out. I thought it was such a good reminder as I've been learning more about living in the flow and my own lunar cycles as a woman that it'd be fun to have that hanging in our house. And it also is great, you know, to talk about the moon phases with the kids. And I feel like it's also a really great just basic learning and teaching tool. That is such a good reminder, though, for me of uh, remembering that there are times of work and high energy output and then there are times of rest and rather than feeling like I want every single day of the month to be a full moon I want all the light I want all the energy I want all the output seeing just this beautiful visual reminder of the phases of the month of the of the different weeks that we go through in our life of the rhythm that is natural that there are days that you shine and days that you don't shine and that that's all okay. We need to drop the narrative that we are supposed to perform at the same level all the time and that that level should always be high. We need to rest. We need to uh, cozy up with a book. We need to go outside and be under the starlight. There are so many things that we don't give the weight or value to that actually add so much to our lifestyle because we don't think of them as box checks. I think as we live in the rhythm of our lives, we will start to better acknowledge the ebbs and flows of our own personal energy, of the energy of our families, of uh, what we're pulled to do in different seasons and know that it's all good, that it's all okay. The high times and the low times are all part of a complete experience, which is what ultimately we really hope for. So routines, rituals, and rhythms. I have three questions to finish up this episode to help you, help invite you to consider how to maybe create some more of these things in your life or or build some awareness or acceptance of them. The first one is this, how can I make this task as simple as possible? talking about routine what is a way a small adjustment that you can make that takes all of the motivation energy or guesswork out of it how can you make a decision in order to just simplify and create ease the next question is what could I do to bring meaning into my daily life that question points to rituals what's something that you either want to add into your life with meaning or something you already do that you could surround with meaning in order to just encourage even more positive emotion and depth in your daily life? And the third question is this, am I moving with or against the music of my circumstance and personal energy? As you think about the times of in your days that you're feeling friction, or that things feel really hard or that you're frustrated or things are just not working out, can you stop and consider, am I trying to move against the beat of my daily life and the energies that surround me and the pattern of my life? How can I get in step? 
how can I accept the circumstance and the energies of my children and the different things that are happening beyond my control? How can I move in step with that to still accomplish the things that I hope for, but understand that it might happen in a different time, that the rhythm might be a little different than my expectation right now? As you consider these things for your own life, I hope that you'll recognize that the routines and rituals and rhythms that you build or create for yourself are to invite ease and peace and release friction and expectation. The more that we can do that, the better we'll feel and the more joyful our experience here in in daily life will be. I'm really excited for the next couple episodes I have coming up that point back to routines. We're going to talk about bedtime routines and night, nightly routines. We're going to talk about reading routines and creating space for more reading in your family with my good friend Jansen Bradshaw. And we're going to talk about fitness routines in a different way than you may have heard it talked about before. So I'm excited. Uh, Tune in every week for those episodes. They release every Thursday. If you're not yet subscribed, you can go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I need to tell you before the weekend ends that Live Free From Clutter, the the beginning session for the year, I'm only doing two sessions this year, one in January and one in September, and the doors are open right now for the January session. We begin on January 11th for this five-week intentional living program. If 2020 threw you off and you feel like you're uh, retail therapying, uh, you're buying stuff that you don't really need, your house is cluttered and, and your routine feels off and you'd like to just gain some awareness, find a perspective of abundance, uh, turn off the consumer mindset for a while and start to tune in to what your heart really wants and what you want your daily life to look like, I invite you to register for Live Free From Clutter. This five-week course, and each week we have an audio lesson that you can listen to at any time. Uh, There's a workbook that accompanies it with a specific hands-on exercise that I designed particularly so that you can not only understand with your head, but also implement and start to really be able to apply the things that you're learning. And then we do a weekly live webinar with a Q&A, which I, I teach for a little while. And then we open up for discussion and I answer people's questions and I, I do some problem solving. And it's a really fun community to be part of. Uh, there's a five-week shopping pause. So you register for the course and then you earn all of the money back that you spent on the course by not buying any consumer goods for the five weeks that you're part of the course. It's really fun to do that with other people. A couple years ago, I did a sugar cleanse and I could have just stopped eating sugar by myself on my own, but I felt so much more encouraged and supported doing it in a group of people and being able to ask questions along the way and and share some camaraderie as I went through that process. This is the same thing. I would love to have you be a part of it. The next session won't be for nine more months. So if you feel like you want to just retrain your eyes to see your life through a perspective of gratitude and joy, that's something that you gain as you go through this course with me. You can register at livefreecreative.co slash clutter. I'll put that link in the show notes and I would absolutely love to have you be a part of it. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Have a good one. Bye-bye. the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.